0: Unusual miracles by the hand of Paul. Do you believe that God will do unusual miracles? Unusual miracles by the hand of Paul. In Acts 19, verses 11 and 12. Acts 19, verse 11 and 12. Unusual miracles. God did unusual, creative miracles by the hand of Paul. And we're going to look at this these, these couple scriptures here because, because I know that we serve a God that is the same say he's the same yesterday today and forever he is the same the same God that did these miracles that we read about in the Bible and the same God that does these miracles every time you come to a service and every time you see someone coming up and somebody getting healed that's the same God that wants to do those miracles in and through your life bibles to acts 19 11 and 12 now god worked unusual miracles by the hand by the hands of paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them god worked unusual miracles by the hand of paul say it was unusual but god still worked it Say so God's still working unusual miracles. God doesn't change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul, and people brought handkerchiefs or aprons from they brought they brought the sick, they brought the sick. And what did Paul the Lord said that this man was so this is this is my interpretation that Paul, so filled with the glory of God, so filled with the anointing of God, that he would give an article of clothing. But it was so charged with the power and the glory of God that people that received these articles were being healed. They were being healed. They were being set free. Now, let's take it a step forward. These people had faith that they were going to receive healing simply because this man walked in the power of God, right? The lack is in the unbelief, if there, if there is any unbelief. I don't know that there's any unbelief in this church too much because I think that we are all moving forward in the presence of God. And you have seen so many miracles. But just in case, just, just in case, just in case. But see, so let me, let me read this again. Let me just read this again. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left him, and evil spirits went out of them. So, you know, what you have faith for is what you will receive. How many of you guys are believing for a daughter or a son? Now, today, somebody came with a picture of a daughter, right? They came with this picture. And they had a touch point. Say, faith has a touch point. Right? There's a tangible presence, and that faith has a touch point. So she brought a picture of her, of her daughter. I didn't ask her to bring a picture of her daughter, but she brought the picture of her daughter, and she wanted prayer. And she, she said, Here, Here's my daughter, would you pray? And so we agreed in prayer. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Is there somebody in your life that needs to be touched, healed, delivered, and set free, saved? Where is your article of clothing? Where is your picture of that individual? Why is it not here? If you have faith that God will touch that article of clothing, if you have faith that as we lay hands and pray over those garments, over those pictures, that when you walk out of this, you're going to know, Jesus, you have touched this article. Jesus, not only have you touched this item, but you have touched the individual that owns this item. You have touched the individual, and I'm going to stand firm in faith. Do you believe it? Yeah. Do you? Be- Who believes it in this room? The Bible doesn't lie. Okay. See, there, there is nothing new under the sun. When, when the word of the Lord says that that God worked unusual miracles... By the hand of Paul, see, there were some other unusual things that, that happened in the Bible, too. There's, some, there's quite a few of other unusual things. that. Yeah. Hey, let's just talk about water from a rock. Yeah. Let, let's just talk about, you know, the fact that water does not come from a rock, people. Let's all get that straight. Does water come from a rock in the natural? No. But did water come from a rock? Did honey come from a rock? Does honey come from a rock? No, not in the natural. But did honey come from the rock? Yes, it did when it needed to. And the word of the Lord is actually, it's so powerful. See, God is not confined to doing things that are explainable. Some people just need things explainable. Oh, if it's not explainable, then I'm not going to believe it. Well, then you're going to miss out on so much. I'm sorry. You're going to miss out on so much. I want you to turn now to Psalm 81. In verse 10 it says open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Amen. Go down to verse 12. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. See, because it says in verse 11 my people would not heed my voice. Here's the here's the downfall. If you don't heed the voice of God. Okay? You're not hearing the voice of God. You're hearing a different voice. The Bible says that they, Israel, would have none of me, so I gave them over to their stubborn heart, to their own counsels. But verse 13 says, oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, that my people would listen to me, Father. Let us be a people that listen, Father. Let us be a people that will open our mouths and allow you to fill it, Father. Let us be a people that are going to lay our lives down daily, moment by moment, and say, Father God, I don't need it to be explainable. I, I don't. It doesn't have to make sense, Lord God, Father. The world lives as a, in in a form of barrenness because everything has to be explained and everything has to be so logical. But Lord, you're beyond that and you're outside of that and faith. Faith speaks, and faith is tangible. Again, faith is tangible. Say faith has a touch point. It's tangible and it has a touch point. Yeah. So let's keep going Psalm 81. That Israel would mock walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversary. Let's read that again. Verse 13. Oh, that my people would listen to me. That Israel would walk in my ways. Us. That we would walk in his ways. I would soon subdue their enemies. God is subduing your enemies, people of God. He says, I'm subduing your enemies. He says, and turn my hand against their adversaries. What was the condition? Tell me what was the condition? What was the condition? Let's go back. What was the condition? Look at verse 13, the very beginning. That my people would listen that my people would listen which tells you that you could be walking and you could be talking in christianity but you may not be listening you may not be listening say oh lord i want to listen lord make me one that listens verse 15 the haters of the lord would pretend submission to him but their fate would endure forever He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with the honey from the rock. I would have satisfied you with the honey from the rock. The Lord is not limited to your understanding. If he wants to use a person to lay hands and to cause that infirmity to be removed, then so be it. He does it all the time. If he wants to use an article of clothing, but your faith is what moves that mountain. So if he wants to use that article of clothing and your faith that's mixed with that to move upon the life of that individual, then why not? Why does it need to be? so understandable and explained in our human logic? Because you know what? Faith has a voice, but faith believes God for the impossible. Faith believes God for the impossible, not man. Not man. Faith is going to move that mountain, and we know faith pleases God, and without faith, we cannot please God. Now, in this story, when Paul did unusual, he did creative miracles, right? And it's Articles were, were given to people, and I believe people were bringing him things. I mean, how many layers of clothing could have the man worn? How many things was he giving? You know, I, I believe people were coming. I believe he was giving. And it could have been cloths that were just given to him. You know, the Bible doesn't really say. Well, so guess what? That means we get to have the faith to understand, is it really in the item? Is it really? Well, was it, a, was it an apron or was it a handkerchief? Did he have a lot of handkerchiefs or did he have just one? Well, was it people's shirts that they brought? Was it their was it their sweatshirt that they, was it their tunic that they does it matter? Does it? It's the faith that the individual carries and Paul walked in that kind of faith. I believe that we walk in this kind of faith in this church. And for those that have an ear to hear. And for those that have faith, to believe that what I'm talking about here today is rising up in your spirit, man. And you are realizing, you know what? I'm not going to let unbelief and I'm not going to let human logic. Limit what God may want to do through my life and in an individual that I'm praying for. could be a son or a daughter. doesn't matter. But you know what? I'm going to bring that item. I am challenging each and every one of you to rise up in your faith. And if there's something that you know you're praying for somebody, maybe it's for yourself. But you bring something. Next week, I want to see you in faith taking steps of faith action steps, and bring that item, laying hands on those things, and you're going to know that you know that you know that through prayer, uh, through fasting, um, through faith, uh, that shifting is happening in their lives. Something is moving in their lives. Can I get an amen? Who believes what I am saying right now? Because it's the word of the Lord. Now, the world would ridicule you. You know this. The world would ridicule you. They would be like, oh, this is ridiculous. Well, some, some. Now, if they have any kind of spiritualism, they may not. But I mean, the world that is so against God, right? They would ridicule. But who cares? Because the last time I checked, he's causing my enemies to come and to be at peace with me. But he's also causing my enemies to literally move out of my way and to be literally destroyed even in front of my face. Because that's what the word of the Lord says in Psalm 91. And I know that the Bible doesn't lie. I know that the Bible is the same. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I don't know about some of you, but I do know that God is faithful. And I know that when he says something, he's going to bring it to pass. Next week, bring something, Cynthia. I know you will because you're a woman of faith. I didn't even have to tell you. I didn't even have to tell you. You're like, I'm bringing it. You brought your son. I'm bringing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know how much that pleases the Lord, the faith that rises up in people? Acts 19, where we were with Paul, God working unusual miracles by the hand of Paul. By the hand of Paul. By the hand of Paul and by these clothing, different articles of clothing, right? Well, let me, you know, it sounds a little familiar. It sounds like another story that you can turn to in Matthew 9. In Matthew 9, there's a story of a woman that had an an issue. Say she had an issue. But God was the solution. Jesus is our solution. So it's not, an, it's not so unusual. Here's just my point. It's not so unusual that this happened with Paul, and it's not going to happen anywhere else or with anybody else, because it has. So as we look at Matthew 9, let's turn to Matthew 9 and 20 jumping right into the middle of the story Matthew 9:20 it says and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment came from behind touched the hem of his garment here we go again there's a touch point faith has a touch point Amen. touched the hem of his garment And then we move down and it says in in verse 22, Jesus turned to her and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. Your faith, let every man, let every woman that claims to have the faith of God in this room or listening to the sound of my voice, take that leap of faith, uh, realizing that you may have faith, but faith grows and you are gonna have more faith. You're gonna walk into a greater level of faith. This woman was healed because she reached out and she touched the hem of Jesus's garment. She knew that if she would touch this garment, she would be healed and she was healed. And he said, your faith has made you well. Paul had article items that were drenched with the glory of God and the power of God and people were getting saved and healed and delivered diseases left demons left this woman reaches out touches the hem of Jesus's garden and it wasn't the hem of his garment it was the faith that she had in her body in her mind and who she was that said if I only get close enough to Jesus when you come to a service like this uh, woman of God you have faith you brought that picture you have faith you said if only I just got to get there, and I'm going to come with a tangible peace. I'm going to come with something that she can see, she can lay hands, and she's going to believe with me. It's a prayer of agreement. Say, it's a prayer of agreement. When we pray, when the church prays, things move, things shift. Amen? It's powerful. It's powerful. And so how many of you really believe what I'm talking about here tonight? Really believe it. Yeah, don't let unbelief limit you because unbelief is its is a, a stealer. It's a robber. It will t- literally take from you 100%. And we're not going to allow that. We're not going to allow that. So, oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing, God. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, there's uh, Peter in Acts chapter 5. It's another one. I love the story in Peter. Acts. Let's go to um, Acts 5. You know, how many of you have already done such a thing where you have maybe in your own home? I know I've done this many times. But maybe in your own home, you've had items that you have prayed for in individual's items. And maybe they weren't there. But you prayed. Maybe you laid in their bed and anointed it with oil. And maybe you put your face where their face would have been. And your hands where their hands would have been. And your feet where their feet would have been. And maybe you breathed life over them. Even though they weren't there. But you're breathing because of the spirit of the living God in you. Speaking forth and shifting that obstacle that is there. But you shift it because of your faith. Nothing new under the sun. Because that too has happened in the Bible. There's some crazy radical things that have happened in the Bible, but I'll tell you what, God doesn't care. And it's not about how radical can you be like crazy. It's about how obedient can you be. When God tells you something, how obedient can you be to it? It's about if God speaks something to you, are you willing to do it even if it looks ridiculous? And even if it looks like, hey, like maybe you kind of went a little too far and maybe you've kind of like flipped a switch. Maybe I don't know what's wrong with you, but maybe you just need to cool down a little bit. Really? Because when God tells you something, you're just going to move forward and you're going to do it and there ain't nobody that's going to change our minds. There is no one that's going to stop the will of God and our willingness to be obedient. Amen? We're going to be obedient to what God tells us to do. I'm telling you, your sons are coming home. Your daughters are coming home. I'm telling you, your grandchildren, they are coming home. We decree it. Decree it over yourselves even right now. Sons and daughters are coming back to Jesus. Amen. Your sons and daughters. Your sons and daughters. Your spouses. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We are not of those that are going to shrink and be without. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. So in, in Acts chapter 5, look at this good fruit here. Acts 5, four, five fourteen, And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that, say so that, they brought the sick. What did they do? They brought the sick. What did they do? What are you to do? What are you to do? Bring Bring the sick. Hallelujah. You should be bringing your sick neighbor. You should be bringing your sick family member. They, they, they should be right here at this service because you know how many people have gotten healed here. When I say how many people need to get healed, there's less and less that need to be healed. That's a good thing. But we, you need to be bringing your people that you know. I don't care if you just met them at the store. I don't care if you just met them at the, I don't care if you're walking the crosswalk and you saw someone with a limp. Hey, you should be praying for them yourself. Don't get me wrong, but let me tell you something. You should also be bringing them here. And say, I know there's a place you got to go. Come on, just come with me. Where are we going? Don't worry about it. Don't, just don't worry about it. Just come. So they brought the sick. Right? Into the streets, laid them on their beds and their couches. In other words, they're like, listen, if you can't walk, that's all right. We're going to usher you in. Just lay on that sofa, will you? We're going to push the sofa. We just, just lay on that couch, will you? We're pushing that couch right where Jesus is at. We're pushing that couch right where you need to be. Where is that? Where is that? Under the anointing. Right where the anointing is at. We're pushing that couch. You can't walk? That's fine. We'll carry you. you can- we'll make a hole in the We're going to push you. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. But we're going to get you there. Where the anointing is, the power of God is, that's where people get changed and healed. Amen? Amen. And so here, all these believers, they're increasingly adding to the Lord. Many, many people were being added to the Lord, but they did something. Faith has action, and there's a touch point. They did something. They brought the sick. They brought them to the streets. They, lay, they were laying on the beds, the couches, and it says that at least the shadow. Wow, Lord. At least the shadow of Peter passing. A shadow? Yes, at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Just your shadow. Father, let your shadow be so in us that as Peter's shadow healed, because it says, and they were all healed. Look at verse end of 16. And a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing the sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they we were all healed, they were healed physically, emotionally, spiritually. There was healing in the house. Say there's healing in the house. That healing might be salvation for you because that's where it starts. That healing might be a deliverance for you because you need deliverance. That healing may be a physical healing in your body, but God is the healer. And just as Peter was walking by his shadow, his shadow. Is Peter any greater than you? Is the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead still living on the inside of you? Is the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead working in and through this man, but he's also working in and through you? Paul, with unusual creative healings, with these items, uh, that clothing or tangible items that are being released and sick people are being healed. Somebody's shadow. Peter really because you know Peter your life like you were fearful you were very you were you were impulsive you know Peter you did all kinds of stuff you betrayed Jesus come on but Peter learned something and he was so in love with Jesus and he said hey that might have been my yesterdays but my todays and my tomorrows are going to be filled with this radical presence of Jesus that I will not deny him nor will I deny his power nor will I shrink back Uh, let me tell you I'm not identified and I'm not labeled by my past and neither are you you're not labeled you're not identified by your past don't you let somebody label you don't you let somebody identify you with your past because you'll be crippled you'll be crippled but God says I've called you to be free not crippled I've called you to advance not shrink back Peter rose up and he said you know what yeah I may have had some doubts I may have been impulsive. Jesus had to rebuke me and said, Satan, get behind me. Maybe, maybe there were some colorful things in my story, in my past. You know what? But today's a new day. And because uh, he said, You know what? I know this man, Christ Jesus, and I'm going to give my all. And I'm radical. Just as radical as I was for the world, I'll be as for the Lord now. And now it's his shadow that's healing people. It's his shadow. I mean, come on, church. It's powerful. We know it's the shadow of Jesus within him. Let me be technical. For those of you that are like, I can't believe she thinks it's a man's shadow. I can't believe she thinks that Peter, literally Peter's shadow, was healing somebody. Wow, that theology is off. No, it's not. Listen to the whole message. Listen with the eyes of your understanding. Heed the word of God and stop being so quick your decisions and your interpretations and your judgments. It is Christ in us, the hope of glory. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We do nothing apart from the spirit of the living God. But if you believe that God in me, God in you, is able to do great, exceedingly great, above and beyond anything that you can ever hope, dream, or imagine... If you believe that the spirit of the living God that is inside of you, as you move along, as you go about your business, the shadow that's being cast out of your life, which is the presence of God, is going to radically transform people. You may not even know it. I believe it already happens. I believe it already happens, and you may not even be aware of it. I believe that as you go about and you do your business, you're off, you're doing the street, you're working, whatever, you're at the stores, that even when you're in the spirit, that is, when you're in the spirit, I believe that you're walking. You know why? Because the aroma, the fragrance of the king that you have, that you carry, people notice it. They see you and they go, something's different. They may never tell you, my gosh, I feel... healed i've something changed you may never know on this side of heaven that is but i'm telling you i want to raise somebody's faith because it's not going to happen i believe it already has happened i believe it continues to happen i believe you just need to be made aware of it i believe you just needed to be made aware of now that you are aware you're going to walk differently man of god you're going to walk differently you made a decision today and that decision is something that you need to hang on to and say, you know what? I am going to look to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to do it his way because the greater one lives on the inside of you. The greater one lives on the inside. So greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Next time you feel tempted by something when you know what I'm talking about, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Devil, get behind me. You're under my feet, devil. You don't have any access to me anymore. I close those doors, devil. But you got to rise up and you got to jump in this. You have to jump in. You have to use your faith.